better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty. All of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top-notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen, and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy. into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future not a future that will be but one that might be this is not a new world it is simply an extension of what began in the old one it has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time it has refinements technological advances and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But 
like every one of the super states that preceded it. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. around you ready we just came from market ultra lfa tv you're tuned in to the live pete santilli show mm-hmm. uh and deb jordan knows uh. what huh that's impossible <laughs> that is physically impossible okay uh. oh seriously right at the top of the show that happens to do that john brennan is a homo okay he is Yes, John Brennan. Yeah. John Brennan literally jumped in my computer and just did that. Okay. <laughs> and right at the last second, didn't he? Yeah. Let's just bring Deb Santilli on the show I so think. that I can continue. I mean, seriously, I'm literally, I'm a Formula One race car driver. I'm uh-huh. out in the middle of the raceway, right? Uh-huh. And Deb Jordan, uh, Deb Santilli, Deb Jordan. Thank Deb you for Santilli. the standing ovation. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Um, I will uh, I want to say this. real quick, thank you, Alice Babies, that came in the thread. She did a $19 super rant, and guess what she said? What? She said, congratulations to Pete and Deb Santilli. <laughs> thank you, Alice BB. It's always good to know. That, thank you, uh, Alice BB. All right, this is what I need everybody to do. Deb Santelli knows what I've been working on, and it's big. It's not small. It's yeah. not small. I'm getting ready to go. In the next 24 hours, I'm going to be making a huge, 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 huge announcement for huge. everybody. And here's how we're going to start. Mm-hmm. I want everybody hearing my voice right now. Let me reset. I'm going to reset this. Don't walk away just yet there, Snappy. <laughs> Hold on. Snappy. Yeah. Huh? Snappy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have to get this done. Um, yeah. I have to get this done before it walks away. Yeah. Um, all right. I need everybody to get to our local channel. Just get a free account. You don't even need to. I'm not looking for, you know, to drive our locals um, uh, right now because we've just been just about abandoned on support on locals, abandoned on oh. support on Rumble rants. I mean, it, it, you know, but that's okay. We're not going to stop. There's a major announcement 
that's coming. Now, let me just give you an idea of what's going to be announced. I've spoken within the past 48 hours to General Flynn, right? Mm-hmm. Who, for the past couple of years, in a local action, national impact, Patriot TV has been formed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon House has sent me out on a mission that I've been working on the past couple of weeks, right? Yeah. We've got, you know, things like Superfoods, Belgrave, stuff like that. I've been mm-hmm. working with him on that. We've mm-hmm. got Patriot TV coming. And guess what? Um, this announcement, okay, it has everything to do with the new world order that's coming in favor of us, okay? Mm-hmm. There will be a, a tectonic plate shift in our direction. You're going to be hearing about it. It's going to start out on our locals channel. Then I'm going to send out text alerts. Then I'm going to gradually bring hundreds of thousands and then eventually millions of people, right, uh, to the party here. It has to do with the 3,143 counties. It has to do with a new world order that shifts in favor of we the people. Mm-hmm. Every single person is going to have a dog in this fight. You're not going to be uh, watching uh uh, good things happen. You're going to be participating in it. I've got a way that everybody can play and everybody can participate in winning. You should have your feed now, sir. All right. So that announcement will be made. I'm going to start out on our locals channel. So if you're hearing my voice right now, uh, I haven't sent out any text alerts. I want you to get to our locals channel because that's where I'm first going to start uh, tipping everybody off to what's coming. It's going to shock the system. It's going to shock the system. Mm-hmm. It's going to shock the system. Um, I will likely, there he is, sir. See ya. May the force be with you. <laughs> there he goes. Great job. Uh, we need some outro music for him. I know. Huh? I know. It's always a spectacular thing. He gets everything set, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like, kind of like he puts the rock in the slingshot and goes, yeah. there you go. He's like, right? here you go. I got you set. Yep. This is our deal. Yes. Let's go take a break. Um, so yeah. I want you to get to our locals channel, pcantilly.locals.com. And do we have that? Ten. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Huh? Yeah, you don't need to play it right now. Ten and Just 11. Just when we start talking about VP picks. Trump's VP shortlist. A, I'm going to say this again. A new world order will be here November of 2024. A new world order will be here. Accept it. Embrace it. Accept it. Our new world order is going to be in favor of us. President Trump now... Oh, my goodness. This is so ridiculous what they're doing. The <laughs> I, news is so crazy. It is. And, and let the me say The news is so crazy. They're, they're now downplaying. Of course, they, they indicted the whistleblower FBI informant saying he lied and therefore Joe Biden is innocent of everything. Wipe out the impeachment. That's what they said. They just take out the FBI confidential human source and say, oh, he lied. Nothing to see here. Wipe out the impeachment. Right? Yeah. Just just blow that out of water. GOP's Biden impeachment witness told feds he got stories from Russian officials. Russia, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, The United States of America shoots and kills Ashley Babbitt, right? Uh Nothing to see here. Uh, Russia kills Navalny, sanctions and nuclear war. Right. Because of Navalny. 
Navalny is a big thing. There's something going on with Navalny because President Trump is now saying he's being navalny Mm-hmm. Did you know that? <laughs> and the mainstream media is saying, President Trump is no Navalny. Like, there's this argument as to who Navalny is. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, uh, he's CIA, by the way. Did you know that? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that uh, all of this stuff concerning Julian Assange is, is coming up suddenly? Right? It. it, it Everything just seems so scripted to me right now. Oh, and, it is. It is. And, they, they and I'm like, you know, of course we champion for a uh, uh, new world order is coming, right? Well, we champion for uh, for uh, Julian Assange, of course. But I mean, doesn't it all just seem a little bit too convenient? I mean, oh, all listen. of a sudden he's like somewhere in the news. How many days do we have? We need to have a countdown ticker for the number of days until election uh, of mm. 2024. Yeah. Number of days till the new world order. Yeah. Right? Well. How many days do we have? We're going to see how everybody's going to vote. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I've taken a pretty hard stand, I think, uh, you know, last night I got to say that Trump did a great—he uh, did a great town hall with Laura Ingram. He, he really did. He was relaxed. Uh, he was—he he, was—he was like this more of a relaxed Trump that I really did like. I liked it, right? Um, but they got into a big conversation that just overtook. You know, social media yesterday, last night, and that was his short list. And everybody's like, "In oh, he gave he gave Laura he gave Laura Ingram his short list." No, she gave him she side blinded him with with a question, not really a question, more like a statement, right? And and he responded to that. I I don't I don't even know. If I would agree that that's his short list, I mean, he was like, "Yeah, these are all good people," you know. Yeah, these are all good people, and yeah, you know, I would consider them, but I don't think he gave a definitive in it, you know. But the one person beat that they all took and ran with was Tulsi Gabbard, and I cannot believe that. I mean, you know, Pete's going to show you guys the video here if you missed it last night. But I cannot believe that people would actually support Tulsi Gabbard as a VP. Two great, it is shocking. To by me. the way, two great interviews coming up. One with Frank Gaffney. Big important update. Uh, uh, there was uh, his organization conducted a webinar and discussed the, I think it's 11 uh, former FBI officials that are warning about what's going on with the southern border and the Chinese invasion at the border. It's going on. These are former, retired, multi-decade, like the old school, you know, FBI agents that we we, we thought the FBI was. Mm-hmm. Those people are now coming forward warning about the invasion by the Chinese CCPers coming over the border. So uh, Frank Gaffney will be on to talk about that and uh, as well as uh, a a great oh my goodness I like the guy. He's going to be multi he's a multi-decade educator 
He is an author, and he's published a book. His name is Larry Schweikart, right? Mm. He calls me Rick Santilli throughout the entire uh, <laughs> interview, but don't worry about that, okay? <laughs> you, you, you what? Why are you laughing? You've been called worse. Yeah, he calls me Rick Santelli. Somebody called you Steve Pastilli once. It was hilarious. Yeah. I was like, where the hell did that come from? But it was So two funny. great interviews. Play a little bit more of the uh, Tucker Carlson piece. Uh, uh -huh. And then, of course, uh, thank you very much, uh, Deb Santilli, for getting that. Uh, you know, covering for that audible that you called 30 seconds into the show. Where he's <laughs> well, like, oh, you're so busy. You're so busy. Yes, and I know. You're working on three different shows. Uh, yes. And it's kind of tough, but I did one that's kind of breaking, uh, you know, and I think we should talk about Tulsi mm -hmm. Gabbard because if you are a P. Santilli show, Deb Santilli show listener, uh, then you're going to hear me. I don't the, know about Pete, but you're you going to hear say me. The Pete and Deb Santilli show? No, I said if you're a Pete Santilli the show. The Pete listener, and Deb, Deb Santilli, Santilli show. Let's change well, our show name. No, 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 no. Why not? Because I don't want to do it. It's the Pete Santilli show forever. And but always. I love you. I know you do. I know, but we the don't need Pete to be Santilli doing that. Why not? It's because we just don't. Because I'm too. Because it's you're already. Am I an branded. extremist? You don't want to be associated with no, me. No, you're. You're. Sometimes I'm more extreme than you are in my thoughts, and you know, people don't know that about me privately, mm. but that's true. Yeah. Uh, but listen. All right, I have the clip. Let me know when you want to play it. Yeah, go ahead and play it, and then we'll talk about this. If you're listening to our show, you are not going to get a pro Tulsi Gabbard or pro uh, RFK Jr. or pro anybody that has a socialist, progressive background. It's just not going to happen on this show. If you're if you're one of those people, then you are listening to the wrong show. Seriously. Yes. Hmm. By, by the way, uh, Pete.BellaGraceGlobal.com, all right? Pete.BellaGraceGlobal.com. Um, get on auto ship, all right? And, of course, take advantage. Everyone needs to. Hey, Cardio Miracle people, let's go. Same Cardio Miracle people. Get on auto ship uh -huh. at Bella Grace. So you get your uh, elixir, your collagen elixir, with the three yeah. mir miraculous ingredients. It's great stuff. Verisol collagen, astaxanthin, and mm -hmm. cat's claw. I take these twice a day, these packets. Here they are. I put them in the fridge. These are cold down here, by the way. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I've been taking them out of the, uh, right? I get mine. They're fantastic. I get when mine. They, I auto ship. They come in beautiful packaging, by the way. This, I put uh, mine in the refrigerator so they get really nice and yeah. cold. Yeah. And then I put them in yogurt and you can put them in all kinds of stuff. But a lot of times I just grab one if I'm in a hurry. 30 day the money top back currency. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a small portion way. of it, you can support our show. Get on auto ship. It's got a 30-day money-back guarantee. And anybody that says, I can't afford it, you need to be referring business to Bella Grace so that you can get it for free, right? Get your product for free. Mm -hmm. Don't say, I can't afford it. You can't afford not to, actually. Um, so here we go. Here's the Laura Ingram piece right here. Ready? Ready. Are you? Are you sure? 
Yeah, pretty much. So someone, who can, somebody that can someone who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, are, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Are, are, are they all on your short list? And when can you when can we expect that you will so announce your choice? The one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is. It just seems uh, I remember when Sarah Palin was actually picked and she did have a big up and then uh, they just went after her at a level that nobody seen. The Republicans themselves went after what they did. But you'll be a warm president because you've already served. Yeah. So you can only serve for one term, although they say you'll never leave office. I assume uh, yeah, that You'll never leave. There'll never be an ele another say, election Don't again. do it. He'll never leave. He's yeah. never going. Oh, these people. They um, so for that reason, it is important so, who, you're, who you so I, I just thought of something. Mm -hmm. You ready? I'm yeah. going to come back to it. Yeah. I just had a flash. Yeah. The next pick needs to be a, and needs to work with President Trump. President Trump's going to be in charge. going to be the uh -huh. commander in chief. Yeah. But that vice presidential pick needs to be run a four year campaign for president. It's going to be that important of a pick. Mm hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. It, it is super important. We learn the Trump's importance out, of it. Right. He's done after this. So, mm -hmm. so listen, we learn the importance of the vice of the VP in his last administration, the importance of it. I was one of those people who was like, ah, oh, the VP doesn't really matter. This time it does. And people are hyper aware of this VP choice this time around because of Pence, right? So, um, you know, I'm watching very, very closely. And there's a lot of really good people out there pushing Tulsi Gabbard. Um, same people at one point were pushing RFK Jr., as as his VP pick, and and I'm just telling you, just because if you guys notice what Trump said, yeah, you know they're all on my short list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm considering all different kinds of people, but everybody zoomed in. On, all the headlines are about Tulsi Gabbard. You know, it, it's like the Republican Party is pushing this progressivism, and do you know why? Because there was a point in the Republican Party where we were the progressives. The Republican Party was progressives, right? Taft, Roosevelt, all these people that came in mm -hmm. and developed all these social programs, the New Deal, all of these things that uh, took, you know, it took pub they created public lands, right? Started taking farmers, uh, eminent domain started taking their property taxing them mm -hmm. and environmentalism really was a big uh, push by the what is called a conservative progressive mm -hmm. or progressive conservative conserv uh, progressive republicans if you guys don't know too much about it go ahead and google in and look at what the history of a progressive republican is and, and I got to tell you, I do not like the idea of going back to that. I, I don't like it. 
Do you? I mean, no. just think about it. They're trying to mix communism with conservatism and thinking that there's going to be some kind of balance in the outcome of that. And I just don't believe it. I mean, looking at Tulsi Gabbard, right? She was Bernie Sanders' surrogate. Love Bernie Sanders. She is an admitted progressive. She voted for Hillary Clinton. I need to continue playing this clip. Can you just take a pause for one second? Yeah. Do you mind? And and people are going to get mad at me, but we have a clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just going to go way over here. I know. Right? I was... I could have... I know. I know. You could have gone on for 20 minutes like nope. you did. Yes. Hold on one second. Here it is. I'm a clock Nazi, right? Okay. Yes. I, I just don't... I have a busy schedule today. I can't go over. Um, but here it is. I would have finished what I was saying by yeah, now. But please, uh, go ahead, finish what you were saying. <laughs> anyway. So no, someone I want can somebody step in. Someone who can step in. I'm going to start from the beginning. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go. Finish what you were saying. Well, I'm not voted, being mean. I'm just wanting to make sure I she, get off at the uh, 11 o'clock hour. She voted for Hillary Clinton. Then she slammed and destroyed uh, Kamala Harris and then endorsed her and Joe Biden. Right. Mm-hmm. And she campaigned for Bernie Sanders. So you guys tell me. That's all I was going to say. Please. Yes. That's all it. right. Here we go. So no, someone, who can, somebody step in. That can, someone who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. No. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. And Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Are, are, are they all on your short list? And when can, you, when can we expect that you will so announce your choice? The one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is. It just seems. Uh, I remember when Sarah Palin was actually picked, and she did have a big up, and then uh, they just went after her at a level that nobody seen. The Republicans themselves went after what they did. But you'll be a one-term president because you've already served, yeah. so you can only serve for one term, although they say you'll never leave office, I assume. Uh, You'll never leave. There'll never be an ele- another say, election Don't again. do it. He'll never leave. He's yeah. never going. Oh, these people. They um, so for that reason, it is important so, who, you're, who you So pick. I think it's very important. But look, first is that, as we said, it has to you know, do with whoever is, you know, it's a very important position for that reason. Uh, you would like to get somebody that could help you from the voter standpoint. And honestly, all of those people are good. They're all good. They're all solid. And I always say I want people with common sense because there's so many things happening in this country that don't make sense. Who wants an open border? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants all electric vehicles? And they're fine, but you want to have choice. You want to go to combustion. You want to go to uh, the, any hybrid. I think the hybrid are much better from that standpoint. But you talk, we were talking about faucets. We're talking about we're talking about so much. It's all based on common sense. We want a strong military. We want choice in education. We want to have things that can really make our country great again. What we're doing with the open border is a disaster. We are destroying our country. We're going to change that fast and we're going to get your energy prices down. Mr. President. All right, guess what? Yeah. Uh, now, let me say something. Everyone, uh, mm-hmm. put your thinking caps on. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so 
uh, we, we, we're very confused. We confuse ourselves, okay? We're like wandering aimlessly out there trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But everybody snap to. You ready? Here's a smelling salt, right? There's this diversionary thing that Joe Biden, uh, really, it's almost a psyop. That Joe Biden is a mess. Joe Biden is a train wreck. Joe Biden has Alzheimer's. Joe Biden has this. You think that Joe Biden. And then we get uh, into this mode where like, no way Joe Biden is running anything. There's people behind him. Yes. Right? That's correct. Okay, now picture this. All of the mistakes and the awful in Afghanistan, right, disaster, Right. Foreign policy disaster, war with you know uh, killing six hundred six hundred thousand Ukraines, a disaster. On the precipice of World War, stupid with Russia, a disaster. And we have a dual personality. We have a split personality. On one side, we're blaming Joe Biden, and then using the excuse that he has Alzheimer's, and that's why things are screwed up, right? Mm-hmm. When, in fact, everybody knows that it's not Joe Biden that's running the joint. Who's running it? Mm. Barack Obama and that entire regime. All right. These are very smart people that don't have Alzheimer's. They're the ones that are behind the pullout Afghanistan. They're the ones behind giving China uh, Kandahar base. Right. Who, who moved into Kandahar, uh, the Kandahar Air Base, major base in Afghanistan? Who moved in? Mm. China did. Mm. Oh, that's right. They, they did. $85 yep. billion dollars of equipment went to who? The Taliban. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Was it sure. Joe Biden and his Alzheimer's or was it Barack Obama, the Muslim Brotherhood supporter? That is intentionally destroying the United States of America. Stop having a split personality. Stop accepting the illusion that some Alzheimer's patient is running our country into the dirt. We must recognize that these communists that are behind the scenes, the Muslim Brotherhood supporters, are intentionally destroying us. It's not Joe Biden, the Alzheimer's patient, that has the border wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very, very sophisticated infrastructure. Indeed. That is hopscotching. We heard from Laura Loomer. She jumped on one of the buses last night, right? Amazing. Uh, It's a very, very organized infrastructure Mm -hmm. that is not run by an Alzheimer's patient. It's not Joe Biden. No. Okay, that's doing that. No. It Um, is a very intentional destruction of our border, destruction of our military, destruction of, and they're getting set up for their globalist new world order. Hillary Clinton's behind it. Barack Obama's behind it. All of them are behind it. And they're very smart. They do not have Alzheimer's. Stop being diverted by this little Alzheimer's patient because everybody knows that Joe Biden's not running anything. Now consider this, that the people that are running things are doing some very evil things to our country Mm. and they must be freaking drone struck. President Trump at 1201 on January 20th of 2025 needs to launch airstrikes on (laughs) these people. Okay. Why, Why would we not? Yeah. Why would you, I mean they're they're literally at war with the United States of America. Mm-hmm. They're intentionally destroying us. We must have a new world order, and the beginning of that new world order in favor of we the people is to literally round these people, arrest them on the spot at twelve oh one. 
arrest them. They're destroying America. The people that have set out to destroy our border. We have Chinese CCPers pouring over the border. And that's not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact. Mm. Do you understand what's going on here, ladies and gentlemen? Do we allow these people that are behind the Alzheimer's patient to send CCP Maoists over the border to come kill us? Do we allow that or do we round them up at 1201 on January 20th of 2025? You know, uh, the bus, you mentioned Laura Lumer getting on the bus just real quick. Yes. Um, it was full of people from Africa. Not Mexicans, not Venezuelans, not Brazilians, but people from Africa. It Senegal. Is, um, Where's Senegal? It is amazing. Where's Senegal? It's in the... Um, oh, she explained where it was. Shame on me. Uh, in the Horn of Africa? Hold on a second. Let me give you the exact location of Senegal because I'm going to share something shocking, shocking with you. Well, I know it's Africa, right? But it's... At any rate, they're coming from Africa. Too. Senegal is West Africa. West Africa. Right. There are Senegal Senegal illegal aliens. Guess where they're being dumped off? Ben Burkwam spoke to them at the border. Yeah. Where are you going? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. They're being dumped off at Cincinnati. Here's she's at the Daring at the Pan, at Panama in Panama at the uh, and has gone to the Daring Gap. But it, the way they're doing this, it's like mo it's like money laundering people, right? Yeah. I mean, they're taking them to Costa Rica, and then they're taking them back to the Darien Gap, and then they have to walk through. It's crazy how they're laundering these people. It is amazing. They're coming. Listen to me. Listen to me closely. There is a, a patriot, right? She was with the CIA, all right? Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, you know, like the white hat CIA. Mm -hmm. Good person going after the real terrorists, right? She left the CIA, but mm -hmm. she has a lot of contacts and intelligence. And you know what her intelli intelligence people were telling her? What? Uh, about what's going on with the Taliban? Mm -hmm. The terrorists from all over the caliphate go to the Taliban in Afghanistan yep. and they get new passports issued to them. Yeah, fake and those IDs. Passports and fake IDs, they come mm -hmm. through, okay? And then guess where they end up coming? Up over the border and uh, we're actually probably on the buses with, uh, with Laura Loomer, mm -hmm. right? Here's President Trump again. Here's the second clip. I think it's the same one. I just put two in there. You did? Uh, just in case one was cut just short. Just in case. Just throw two. There you go. The yeah. audience has uh, been asked who they think would be yeah. a good choice. And very the same one? Came up. Um, yeah. Okay. We have two uh, clips of the same thing. Thank yeah. you. You've I, exceeded my expectation. Yeah. I just want to make sure that one wasn't cut off short. And I think that's a short one. Uh, that was the shorter one. So okay. Well, I wanted to be careful. All right. Guess what? Uh, now, uh, please allow me to uh, to present... Uh, an interview, an important one with Frank Gaffney. All right. Frank Gaffney mm -hmm. talking about what's going on at the border with China, what the FBI whistleblowers are saying. It's real important. Okay. And before we go to that, I want to tell everybody get on our locals channel. Locals, you'll know here in the next 24 hours what's going to be going on. Yesterday, met with Dr. Artis, okay? 
past couple of day, past couple of weeks, I've been working on something huge. General Flynn, Brandon House, Ann Vandersteel, Mickey Klon, right? I mean, just all of the major. Dr. Judy Mikovits, mm -hmm. right? A whole bunch of people, all right, are coming together. And a big announcement's going to be made in the next 24 hours. And right here, and what we're going to do, we're going to be at the center of this thing that's coming. And it's big. It is probably the biggest thing I've ever been involved in my entire lifetime. Would yeah. you say that? Very exciting. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Nothing bigger. Everything that you've done to put me in this position to, to allow us to be able to broadcast. And we're going to launch. It's a disruption of epic proportions. A disruption of epic proportions. I'm telling you this right now. And you want to be part of this and everybody can be a part of this. And I want you to get to our locals channel, PeteSantilli.locals.com. Get a free account. You don't even need to pay for anything. Actually, do we have a free uh, subscription code? We need to get a free subscription. I don't want, uh, I'm not trying to sell anything here on the local stuff, right? You guys know how to support us. You'll be able to support us. Um, we will get you a free account, but just go get a free account, okay? I'm going to be starting within the next 24 hours making announcements through our locals channel. It'll be Q&As and stuff like that. And then we're going to open it up to the whole wide world here in the next 48 hours. Um, uh, and every single name that you know of, that you love, from Dr. Artis, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Josh Schoeder from U.S. Freedom Flyers, and Vandersteel, all of the patriots are coming together to get ready for this new world order, all right? And mm -hmm. it will be in favor of us, all right? So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's listen to... Frank Gaffney and his alert here. First, a message from a great, great, great partner in MyPillow.com. Don't forget about the uh, bath sheets, right? The bath yes. towels that oh I called gosh. for this morning when I was standing there naked. <laughs> what was Deb Jordan doing? You were running. What were you running into the bathroom this morning? Uh, your bath sheet. Oh, from I my can't pillow. be without it. It wasn't hanging on the hook. Um, oh, man, everybody remember that. so great. Still so great. support Mike Lindell, support our show. And here it is, Frank Caffney. Uh, but first, a message from Mike Lindell. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down Comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are fine. In. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. It's week, Mr. Frank Gaffney Jr. He's the founder and executive chairman on the Center for Security Policy. He's an author. He is a multi 
subject matter expert, but he's also the founder um, and executive chairman for the Center for Security Policy, um, uh, which champions peace through strength. We need it, and we have a convergence of not so peaceful things happening in the world, and is our nation stronger? I say, I say no, relatively speaking, in my lifetime, I say, no, we're not stronger with, you know, and it's not to pick on Joe Biden, we're talking about an administration on the world stage that must resolve things much more peacefully than the direction that they're heading. Uh, and, and in a short period of time, Frank Gaffney Jr., we have to touch on what's going on in the Red Sea and Israel. We've got Ukraine. Uh, and then, of course, in the Far East and the Pacific with uh, with China, China gearing up uh, and building their business, of course, to sustain a prolonged uh, war with who? With obviously the United States of America. Um, so a lot to talk about. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. It's yep. great to be with you. And I just have to say right out of the gate that um, Uncharacteristically, I am going to disagree with you on you one point. We do have to pick on Joe Biden or, you know, the enterprise that is doing business as Joe Biden, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's not to say that others haven't made strategic mistakes. In mm -hmm. fact, I think there have been a couple of decades of epic strategic mistakes. It's just right. that what Joe Biden and his team have been doing in the past three years has been to deliberately, knowingly, purposefully undermine our country in a way that I think can only really be described as a wrecking operation. I'm not sure, maybe with the exception of Barack Obama, and we are, after all, in the third Obama-Biden term, mm -hmm. the other presidents were really deliberately trying to destroy the country, maybe Bill Clinton, but I, I think most of them were just making errors uh, sure. about how best to do that. Uh, this administration, I think the record will show, has systematically, and as I say, by design, worked to weaken our country and embolden and actually, in many cases, strengthen our mortal enemies. And I think that has to be called out. Pete, I don't think we can ignore that. It does. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I might as well say it now. Uh, we can't have it both ways. We cannot claim that Joe Biden obviously doesn't have the mental capacity. We've been, quote unquote, picking on Joe Biden. We can't have it both ways where we say Joe Biden doesn't have the, you know, the mental capacity uh, and say that he has a regime behind him that's running the administration. Well, uh, are we failing, have failed policies because of Joe Biden and his uh, his incompetence and his inability to, to understand what's happening? Or look at the people that are really, really smart that are behind them, behind him. And if they truly were in charge, then we need to tell, and which they are, then we need to put the blame squarely on them for disastrous policies with Israel, with Afghanistan, uh, on, on so many fronts here, correct? Set Joe Biden aside. Yeah, and I think they more or less have set mm him -hmm. yes. aside. Um, it's pretty clear that uh, he's not really 
involved, I think, at this point, nor, nor capable of being involved. So who are these people? And what actually is their agenda? And I keep going back, I think we've talked about this before, to you know, the famous clip of Barack Obama professing that what he really wanted was to be the guy behind the president, not the president, uh, all that nonsense of, you know, the events and activities that go along with it. Uh, he just wanted to have the power. And that's what I think he's got. And I think the people who are day to day more intimately involved in running things are simply doing what they're told by him and Susan Rice and Billy Jarrett and the like to uh, advance the most radical, anti-American, anti-constitutional oh, yes. agenda in our history. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and this this push for globalism um, uh, as well. You've got Germany, for instance, saying that they're they're going to, you know, in a pre-crime style, uh, they're going to shut down the bank accounts of the radical right-wing extremists. Isn't it amazing how only those extremists get deleted? And what about the other extremists? Because they are to the extreme, especially here in the United States, that want to operate so unconstitutionally. One quick example. So a judge in a court in New York State awards it is you can complain about the due process violations all that stuff but an award was given for 355 million dollars to be paid by president trump paid to who there's there's no victim who does that money get paid to sir that's pretty extreme yeah, uh, I, I think it's going into the coffers of the state, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I, I, I'm not, to be honest with you, entirely clear. The whole the whole exercise that this judge has gone through has seemed to be such a miscarriage of justice from beginning to end that, honestly, I've, I've had a hard time paying much attention to it. But um, if if it isn't reversed on appeal, which I presume it will be, if not at the state level then certainly at the federal level it um it will be one of the great miscarriages of justice as i say of all time but but here's the thing um whether it's you know using uh lawfare to try to uh, marginalize if not essentially disable a political opponent or whether it's um uh trying to surrender the sovereignty of the United States to um, a wholly unaccountable international bureaucrat who runs something called the World Health Organization, yes. which is now afoot uh, in, in Geneva, or whether it's, you know, letting in thousands and thousands and thousands of military age Chinese unaccompanied males, uh, among others, who I think assuredly are coming in to do us harm and so many other examples that one could mention we're dealing with people who are not on our side and so much so that i think they're going to wind up getting a bunch of us killed and uh, it's it's one of these things uh, pete that um I don't think you have to be an expert in any of these subjects to realize something's seriously wrong. The bigger question is, will we rally and insist upon corrective actions before 
we suffer egregious harm. And I don't know. I We did a webinar today of our Committee on the Present Danger of China, and we were examining evidence that the Chinese Communist Party's timetable for uh, moving past the unrestricted warfare that, uh, as I'm fond of pointing out on your program, we talk about in the indictment yes. at great length, into the next phase, a shooting war. That timetable seems now to be accelerating as a result of uh, uh, an incident in the waters immediately off the Chinese mainland near an island uh, called Chinmei. And that has been, uh, you know, administered by Taiwan uh, since basically, I believe, 1949. And if that is the case, if the Chinese are now accelerating their plans to uh, not only take those islands, but Taiwan as well, one way or another, are they likely to precipitate attacks inside our own country, presumably using some of those, uh, well, divisions worth of People's Liberation Army personnel that we believe they've been bringing here assiduously for months now. Without, and we're going to have to say this, without much opposition. As a matter of fact, using the, the full resources of the federal government and setting up this human trafficking operation they use government and their non-governmentals and entities that are i mean they're government actors without opposition we're literally they're rolling. subsidized by the they're subsidized that's right. right yes so so we have an infiltration going on we know this we we've had you know michael yon report that he's standing next to people that are very suspicious there's and large numbers of them large numbers of them having infiltrated the United States of America. Those cells will be activated. You remember the reports of shipments of containers of mm. of weapons, massive in separate parts uh, coming in uh, from China. Can you imagine if tens of thousands of weapons are assembled right on this side of the delivery and then these cells to be activated? It seems like they're pretty well organized, aren't they? I don't know that we know how well organized they are now that they're here. I, I think Michael Yon is among those who've pointed out they seem to be pretty well organized on their way in. And you, you use the term infiltration. It is that, of course, but it's also, I think, an invasion. Yes. And it should be described as such. In fact, you know, in the course of our webinar, I did a, uh, I called it a dramatic reading of this letter dated January 17th at 10 former senior executives of the FBI wrote, and I know you've gone over it, uh, but just to call it to mind, these are professionals. Yes, Unim unimpeachable, space. correct? Unimpeachable, period. Well, right? I, I don't know any of them personally, so I can't say that for sure, but they are certainly people who served in the FBI back when it was doing its job. Yes, which right. Which was to try to protect our country against enemies, principally domestic, but foreign as well. Mm -hmm. And these guys are talking about a threat that is new and unfamiliar. Namely, this idea that we're being subjected to an invasion, not by sea and not by air, but by land, mm. 
coming in uh, in enormous numbers, and and they didn't exclusively single out the Chinese. They did mention them, but they were talking about people who have these demographic common denominators. They're unaccompanied males of fighting age. And as Michael Yan and others have pointed out, they seem to be moving in units. They seem to be very fit, even those coming through the Darien Gap, which is saying something. And they uh, seem to be carrying similar kinds of gear and equipment. Uh, and they pretend that they don't speak English. And they will be uh, uncommunicative, shall we say, when asked where they're going, where they're from, and the like. In fact, the Biden administration, as I think we've talked about, Pete, because it, it's just sta staggering. The Biden administration is yet another example of the wrecking operation, has reduced, according to the Daily Caller, in a memo that went out in April of last year to the Customs and Border Patrol, to reduce from 40 questions that were put to these individuals to just five from a four hour interrogation down to something that takes minutes. And clearly these guys are being coached and they memorize the answers to get them in. And the question that, that these FBI agents put is, why is this not getting the attention that it deserves? It's like that question that we've discussed before about these biolabs. Why is the FBI not all over that? Why is it that um, the prospect that uh, these guys could marry up not just with <laughs> conventional you know, small arms, and some of them, by the way, seem to be doing a fair amount of training at firing ranges with small arms. And I've heard that. There's some that they've you know, gotten from outside. But what about if they've got bioweapons that they're actually marrying up with? Why isn't this a drop everything, focus on it, get to the bottom of that lab in Reedley, California, as well as the distinct possibility that there are more of them elsewhere in this country, and that these guys may well have that as their mission? depopulating the United States, because we're told that is the mission of the Chinese Communist Party's biological warfare program. And told, by the way, by none other than a guy who was some 20 years ago now, when he made this statement, the defense minister of China. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Uh, I, sobering. I, and very rarely am I speechless because the imagery that I have in my head as well of these uh, these invaders, they're well financed. Uh, they've they've got great communication. But they know where to stay. They're they're doing meetups at entire hotels, so they're hopscotching uh, their way up. And and I also watched a video of uh, he was a Chinese, you know, national as it was put in the news. But he slipped something under someone's door in an apartment complex, and it turned out to be a like a chemical uh um like, uh, some some sort agent. of a, a chemical agent yeah I, I, I didn't know exactly what it was uh but can you can you imagine they could do a lot of damage by releasing such a thing can't they yeah, of course it depends on what it is uh, yeah. but what if it's just what they produce in vast quantities yeah. fentanyl to yeah. say nothing of smallpox or Ebola. There was a, there was a, right. I think I told you the story in that Reedley lab. There was a freezer that had the words in Mandarin, Ebola on the outside. 
packed with uh, foil and, and plastic wrapped packets. Uh, but because there was no labeling on those packets as to what they were, the uh, Centers for Disease Control, when they finally bestirred themselves after four months of being importuned to come yes. and look at this lab, they said, well, you don't need to test these things because they, they don't say they're Ebola. You know, I, I want to bring this up because people don't realize this. Have you ever watched a video where a police officer pulls somebody over and he's doing some testing? He doesn't have a glove on and he touches something and it has fentanyl on it. Have you ever seen them drop like that? Have you ever seen that? The concentrations, when they say that we found and uh, uh, seized enough fentanyl to kill X number of people... Um, it's, it's, it's not to kill them by them ingesting it. If you come into contact with it, you can die right there on the spot. It's in such highly concentrated form. Imagine spreading that stuff out. There's a lot of it being manufactured here in the U.S. Sir, in the remaining moments that we have here, uh, let's also remind everybody that when we talk about the WHO, uh, it is an unelected body that will assert its control over governments once they deem uh, uh, that a situation is a public health emergency of international concern. Now, the WHO is funded in part by uh, the Gates Foundation, uh, Gavi, right? And you've got private entities. They have a report that says that they're, they've got these voluntary contributors. Got nation states that contribute a portion of it. Uh, we have an unelected body that's supported by big pharma and voluntary contributors uh, that are driving this thing to have totalitarian control over governments. And the governments will look to them and say, whoa, we must not make the same mistakes as COVID. We will follow your dictates. So governments become their, their frontline army to implement their totalitarianism, correct? And this is, we're literally weeks away from do, doing this, correct? Yeah, the end of May, this is all supposed to be formalized in agreements, two different agreements that are going to be voted on by something called the World Health Assembly. And uh, yeah, and you've got the, the gist of it exactly right, Pete. Um, these agreements, and there's one that would be effectively a treaty, a pandemic treaty, the other are amendments to existing international health regulations, they call them. They, they would have the same purpose. And in fact, there's a lot of overlap between the two. They would give not just you know some bureaucracy, but specifically the director general of the World Health Organization's unprecedented power in the history of mankind to basically establish what might be called a public health emergency of international concern, as you mentioned, but also what must be done about it. And by the way, these are not just pandemics. These could be any kind of event or development that this, uh, this bureaucrat decides uh, is such an emergency. Um, like climate change or reproductive rights or gun or violence immigration or my personal favorite is gun violence because when tedros cabrasis the director general says to the united states you have a public health emergency involving all of these guns 
it is absolutely predictable that he will direct the United States government, which under Joe Biden will be only too happy to enforce this, to seize the guns that are clearly contributing to gun violence. And those would be the ones that are registered. Those would be the ones that are legal because the other ones you can't necessarily get. And here's my main my main concern is that uh, the other 192 countries, if we're non-compliant, say we have a Second Amendment, you can't bother us. They've weaponized this other force. We won't be able to travel to their countries. We won't be able to trade. There will be sanctions, so on and so forth. That's a huge concern, correct? It is. Yeah. Uh, the good news here, uh -huh. and I'm very excited to report this, is that uh, over the next couple of days at the Conservative Political Action Conference here in Washington, D.C., um, which has been given the subtitle of Where Globalism Goes to Die. Nice. We're going to be spending a very considerable amount of time, and I think a lot of people will be getting up to speed on this problem, Pete. And I'm hopeful that when that happens, what will take place between now and the end of May is a revolt mm -hmm. against what the Biden administration is actively doing with Bill Gates. Yes, with Big Pharma. Yes, with the World Economic Forum. Yes, with World the European Union, with not least the Chinese Communist Party, mm -hmm. to promote what the CCP calls this global governance arrangement mm -hmm. that just happens to be completely incompatible with our own constitutional, yes. you know, limited self-government. And, and the thing is that if we can establish that we don't want any part of this, then what we need to do is we need to get out of the World Health Organization, we need to stop funding it with our tax dollars, and we need to make sure that none of these arrangements are going to bind us. And that won't be easy, given how far advanced this thing is, but we have to do it, and we have to do it now. And I'm prayerful that that's what will come out of this CPAC conference and that we'll be talking about. And you're going to be going to CPAC tomorrow, day. right? C CPAC kicks off tomorrow, correct? Yes, sir, it does. Well, Godspeed, and I look forward to having you on next week for a recap of, uh, uh, and of course, we'll be following what comes out of CPAC. Thank you, sir, very, very much. Please give out your websites. How does everybody stay in contact with you? And I told you before we came on, I need, because of the amount of information flow and the team that you have that does periodic webinars to keep up with information, I can subscribe uh, tell me the website where I can go subscribe uh, to the uh, the webinars that uh, uh, that you your team's been putting out. Yeah, I, I think you're specifically referring to the ones that we do each week yes. under the banner of the Committee on the Present Danger of China. Yes. I'm proud to be the vice chairman. And Present Danger China is where you can find them all. Mm -hmm. And you can also subscribe so that you don't miss any of the future ones. Uh, we do them um, typically uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sometimes it's a different day. So you need to really subscribe to make sure you don't miss them. But you can always get them afterwards, obviously. But the point is that um, that's really a critical resource on China and a lot of things. One of the programs that we're going to be participating in at CPAC on the main stage, actually, um, uh, is uh, about the World Health Organization. And another breakout session is going to be about uh, not World War Three, but World War G. Mm -hmm. yeah, very appropriate. Um, another website is uh, that of the Center for Security Policy, which is a great resource as well. I'm proud to be its executive chairman, 
uh, securefreedom.org is that site. Thank you, sir. Uh, good luck at CPAC and look forward to having you back on next week for the recap. I Thank you. Well. you know, are we going to cover CPAC? Uh, you know, you know, well, let's put it this way. I, I will cover it if we, you know, let's do it buffet style. Uh, sure. There's going to be people that go there. They're going to do good things. Like, for instance, if Laura Loomer shows up at CPAC, we want to cover CPAC right. until the point she gets kicked out because she might walk up to a <laughs> rhino and and tell them the truth. She so might. that type of coverage, if we can buffet style pick through the goodness. That's what I want to do with respect to CPAC. That's what we usually do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Matt Slap and his little cabal of rhinos mm. think they run the Republican Party. When, in fact, guess what? Powerful, powerful forces are giving President Trump a seat at the table, at the head of the table, to say, here's how we're going to start doing things. He's starting to call the shots because he's got our support. So in that spirit, we will cover CPAC to take over CPAC, okay? Mm -hmm. We will become CPAC. CPAC will come to us. Hold on. Supreme Court releases decisions awaiting ruling on Trump, Colorado ballot eligibility. Mm -hmm. That is coming down. Is that coming down today, you think? Yep, it's uh, breaking news, waiting on word right now. They're mm -hmm. going to be issuing their ruling. Okay, so that's coming. For right now, let's uh, bring you another great interview. It was actually, it exceeded my expectations. You're going to love this interview. I actually, in the middle of the interview, guess what I was doing? What? I'm listening mm -hmm. and I'm literally ordering his books. I hadn't done it. Yeah. I hadn't done it. I got, you know, I have my, our, our production team produces uh, notes for me uh, in preparation for the interview, but they're cursory notes and I, I didn't read a book cover to cover, but I was so thirsty for what he was saying. And because of his background, he was a professor at University of Dayton right down the road. Decades of experience. You know why he got out of the teaching profession? Why? Because he said, I will I will get fired because of this woke-tardedness that's yeah. coming on. And he decided to get out and retire. Good for him. He did. So uh, he is coming to Cincinnati for a big, huge convention. Guess what the convention is? What is you it? and I are going to this. Oh, what is it? Homeschooling convention. Oh, that would be cool. My goodness. <laughs> Homeschooling convention, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and it's also going to fit in with another project that we're working on. We're going to be introducing... Um, here in the next 24 hours, I'm going to begin uh, releasing information. You have to be on locals for starters. I'm just dumping everybody in, into locals. So I'm going to have a system set up to where, you know, text alerts and messaging and, and live streams and all that stuff about this big announcement. But the big announcement is going to come on locals. Get a free account. Go over there to PeteSantilli.Locals.com. Go there now. In the next 24 hours, you, I will light up the stream. It'll be for everybody, members, subscribers, whatever. I'm just going to open it up. It's the best way for me to start releasing information outside of the public. You guys, I want you to have the inside scoop on it. All of our local subscribers will. This is big, 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 big. It's tectonic. It's just boof. And I'm ready to go now in the next 24 hours. 
I would say by tomorrow night, midnight, uh, I will be doing a stream on Locals. Whoever's there is there. If it's five people or whatever. If there's 500, 5,000, 5 million, it doesn't matter. Uh, go to Locals, PeteSantilli.Locals.com. Karen, my project, right? I'm going to light up a uh, just all hands on deck over at Locals and start telling everyone what we're doing. All right. And I'm going to start I'm going to start doing uh, I got a slide deck coming to explain what it is to everybody and what we're going to do. OK, and that's going to happen on Locals. Get everybody into Locals. If you don't have a subscription to Locals, don't worry about it. Just become a free member. I'm going to open it up to everybody to be able to do Q&A's and and uh, you guys need to know about it. But it involves every major, major. And Vandersteel is down in Panama. Okay? Oh, man. Yeah. So as soon as she gets back, she gets in the seat. Uh, Ann Vandersteel, uh, Brandon House, myself, we're teaming up to do what's about to come here. And it's big. It's big. Nothing bigger, actually, in my entire career. Nothing bigger. All right. I say my career, uh, everything I've done to prepare for this moment, to, to literally take a the proverbial fist and cram it down the New World Order's throat. Mm. It is a disruptor like you've never seen before. Okay? It's a disruptor. Here we go. Uh, enjoy this interview. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. 
Well, you know, globalists have been at it for over 200 years, uh, starting with the Congress of Vienna, going up through the um, Versailles Peace Conference, where they tried to establish the League of Nations. The UN, they tried several things with the UN. First of all, scientists tried to control atomic energy through a kind of cabal of top scientists led by Niels Bohr. Uh, that didn't work. The, the UN set up the Bretton Woods Agreement, which has probably been the most successful globalist um, undertaking yet, but even that is falling apart right now. And more recently, they tried medical globalism with the COVID China virus uh, pandemic. And I think our most recent attempt is here with uh, climate globalism, where they're trying to tell people what kind of cars they can drive and what kind of stoves they can have in their houses. Uh, the good news is that each time something different has uh, beaten back these attempts. And right now, I think there's a lot of evidence that I wouldn't say they're in full scale retreat, but they are for the first time in many years back on their heels. Larry Swikart has won wide acclaim for his number one New York Times bestseller, A Patriot's History of the United States. Um, now with A Patriot's History of Globalism um, that he has written, uh, Mr. Swikart shows that globalism or the attempt, uh, of course, we say attempt. Is it a successful attempt? I'm going to ask him here momentarily is nothing new. He's been on almost all media from Al Jazeera to uh, Glenn Beck from Tavis Smiley to Rush Limbaugh, may he rest in peace. Uh, since 2009, he's been a film producer. Yeah, he's got a documentary, Rockin' the Wall, which appeared on PBS and the sequel, Other Walls to Fall. In 2019, he founded the Wild world of history curriculum website now available as a full curriculum for u.s and world um, uh, history of course providing full lessons uh, with video instructions by mr larry swikart himself and he was telling me right before uh we uh we came to this interview uh that he used to teach at the university of dayton just right down the road here in ohio away from uh, Cincinnati. Sir, welcome to the Pete Santilli Show, sir. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, I, I don't miss the snow, I'll tell you that. Yeah, there's no snow here. Are you kidding me? And if you don't like the snow one day, it melts the next, doesn't it? Uh, that's the nature of Cincinnati. It's been that way. I think I've been out here for seven years and I came from Southern California. Hasn't been all that bad. Yeah. But, uh, sir, let me ask you something. Has, um, has globalism succeeded or have we put it back on its heels as populism uh, pushed it back far enough to where it hasn't succeeded? Well, you know, globalists have been at it for over 200 years, uh, starting with the Congress of Vienna, going up through the um, Versailles Peace Conference, where they tried to establish the League of Nations. The UN, they tried several things with the UN. First of all, scientists tried to control atomic energy through a kind of cabal of top scientists led by Niels Bohr. Uh, that didn't work. The, the UN set up the Bretton Woods Agreement, which has probably been the most successful globalist um, 
undertaking yet, but even that is falling apart right now. And more recently, they've tried medical globalism with the COVID China virus uh, pandemic. And I think our most recent attempt is here with uh, climate globalism, where they're trying to tell people what kind of cars they can drive and what kind of stoves they can have in their houses. Uh, the good news is that each time something different has uh, beaten back these attempts. And right now, I think there's a lot of evidence that I wouldn't say they're in full scale retreat, but they are for the first time in many years back on their heels. And at the same time, I'm hearing that the World Health Organization uh, is now they've been in full swing uh, trying right. to implement, you know, their global tyranny under the guise of, you know, protecting our health, of course, uh, with the ability to declare a public health emergency of international concern, which is so vague and ambiguous. They could, you know, they could say that number lead number two pencils is uh, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the good old uh, WHO, not the WHO. You know, in my rock and roll days, we opened for Steppenwolf, the James Gang, and the WHO sat through our set in, uh, at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Not that WHO. This, this WHO is not any good. <laughs> these guys are trying to uh, pin every nation down with these treaties uh, that would basically subsume national sovereignty to the WHO. Good news is, in America, we still have a constitution and the Senate has to approve a treaty. And as of now, no Senate has. And moreover, when President Trump comes back, and he is coming back, uh, the who is really going to be uh, knocked sideways because he's not going to have any more of that a second time around. Now, uh, of course, a lot of history and, and in, in, your, um, in your book, you actually uh, outline how long it's been uh, they've been trying, I mean, dating all the way back to 1814, uh, Napoleon's defeat. Uh, they've been trying to uh, come up with this new world order. Multiple generations have. And we've heard it. All right. So with that much um, entrenchment and building out, you know, their global infrastructure, is there any way that people can stop it? Because it's, you know, I say undemocratic. We're a constitutional republic. You know, I'd love to be able to put up a wall and be isolationist, say America first. But you've got 192 other countries within the United Nations that they're going to weaponize against us. We have to be able to trade. We have to be able to travel. Um, so uh, they have the upper hand, um, uh, uh, per se. But can we stop them? Well, you know, I think ordinary people, when they think of globalism, they really think in terms of the ability to communicate between U.S., Europe, Asia, wherever, Latin America, travel and do a reasonable amount of trade without excessive tariffs. Uh, what they don't want is a group in Brussels or Davos telling you how to live every aspect of your lives. And... Um, so when we talked about Bretton Woods, for example, which is the longest lasting of the globalist um, systems uh, that established the dollar as a world's currency, this is beginning to unravel and it's beginning to unravel for a lot of reasons that have nothing in particular to do with any politician, whether it's Donald Trump or anybody else. It's just the fact of the matter that both Western European taxpayers and American taxpayers are no longer willing to fit this pull the bill, fit the bull. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, fit the bull. They're no longer willing to flip the bill to um, protect 
all these international trade routes, which is what has to happen. We will protect some and we will protect those most uh, important to our own interests. But I, I don't think that we're in that era any longer where nations can count on, on the U.S. Navy, as we're seeing right now. In, in the Gulf, right? Uh, the U.S. Navy isn't sailing in and protecting all of these various tankers and, and uh, cargo ships and so forth, because that comes with a huge price. And as and with $32 trillion in debt, we really can't afford that price anymore. Okay. So in your book, you clearly break down the various um, um, uh, sectors uh, or or. Uh, p p pillars of this this globalist regime and from milit the military um mm -hmm. you've got science of course you, know, you got to trust the science of course you know with the especially as it relates to global pandemics and the who financial globalism there is an offshoring of wealth from the united states of america i've watched it happen from the subprime mortgage uh lending debacle They've offshored a lot of our wealth and control. And, you know, the central banks themselves got medical globalism and they're pushing for a one world religion. Mm -hmm. uh, there have they installed each of those sectors to be able to maybe one day flip the switch and say, OK, welcome to the new world order. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they've gotten that far. They're mm -hmm. they're trying. They're definitely trying. Oh, yeah, they are. And I think where our side uh, gets in trouble a lot is we mistake the fact that they will try things or say things to understand that it's already happened and that we have no choice and we have no control. And that's not true at all. We've seen a very strong populist uh, rebound or backlash mm -hmm. against this in the last 10 years, maybe 15 years, from Slovakia to Hungary to Italy to Argentina to um, seven countries the last month that had uh, plebiscites and all of them went in the direction of populism. These uh, globalist leaders have zero control over Vladimir Putin. They think they have control over Xi, but in fact they don't. Um, if Trump comes back, they'll have no control over him. So you're looking at the three most important nations in the world, and they have zero control over any of those politically. Now, medically, you mentioned uh, some of these things. Financially, they, they've set up, as you mentioned, World Bank, International Monetary Fund. And what we found is that um, as these institutions have gone into what you and I probably used to call third world nations or developing nations, um, a backlash is built up there, too, because after years and years of them sending in all their experts, they've not gotten any better off. And moreover, they have forced major changes within their governments that the people really don't like. And so you look at insiders such as Thomas Dichter or William Easterly, who spent a lot of time in these organizations, and they said that all this transfer of money has, has achieved virtually nothing. Um, so, I mean, you look here in America at our legal system, there's major pushback there. In the last two years, we saw the West Virginia, the EPA case, where the Supreme Court said, no, the EPA cannot set its own boundaries, cannot establish its own rules. We had the SEC, the Jarkizi Jar versus the SEC, which is going to appeal, by the way, but it was ruled the right way, which says that the SEC 
cannot set its own rules. And by all legal analysts uh, that I've read, uh, understanding the Supreme Court is going to overturn the Chevron doctrine uh, very quickly. And um, that's a major blow because that's where the whole deep state was rooted, was in the Chevron doctrine. So I think you can see the pushback across a, a whole uh, uh, spectrum of areas from how people are voting to uh, what courts are ruling to how nations are reacting to these various things. You know, and, and as you write the Patriots uh, history and you take a look at it from a Patriots perspective, uh, I, that's me. I'm a uh, you know, former United States Marine. Uh, I'm a constitutionalist. I know how we were founded to protect our God-given rights and our governance was set up by our founders so that, um, uh, the, like the federal government, we delegate their power and authority. It comes from the people. It's derived from the consent of the governed, right? So um, you, you, we, we don't operate the other way around where, you know, the, the 550 uh, you know, people lord over 330 million. And if we get upset about it, just throw us some cake. Right. Let yeah. them eat well, cake. Let me make a point about that. That's yes. very important because in, in Patriots history of the United States, mm -hmm. we established what we call the four pillars of American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. And the first one is we're a Christian, mostly Protestant religious tradition. And the reason that's important is because the governance that we inherited was bottom up, not top down, as with the Anglican Church or the Catholic Amen. Church or the Great mm -hmm. Orthodox Church. And then, then the second area was common law, uh, which we share only with England, with only two nations in the world have common law, which is bottom up governance that you just talked about, whereas everybody else started with emperors, kings in Europe, it was divine right of kings, where God put the law in the hands of the monarch and he then distributed it downward. Ours comes from the bottom up. And, and Rick, I point out that you, you might remember during the pandemic uh, that Australia Australia and Canada were locked down really hard. And I would constantly get people at conventions saying, well, aren't they democracies? What's going on? They're democracies, but neither Canada nor Australia have a bottom up government right. structure in their history. They were both dominions and they were governed by England from the top down. So they right. have no experience whatsoever the rising up from the bottom. The crown, which is the monarchy, which is the opposite of what we're talking about. We exactly. declared our independence from it. Right. Now, let me mention something about medical globalism that I think your readers will find or your readers, your viewers will find interesting. And that is, well, they'll read my book, I hope. But at any rate, um, some 82 percent of Americans took the first vax. Only 50 percent of Americans would take a booster. The latest polling shows that only one and a half percent are willing to ever take another China virus vax. Is and that I true? think wow. you can say by extension, they're not going to take anything coming out of the WHO for a long, long time. Because part of, of what these systems had relied on, these globalist systems, was trust. Well, yes. we automatically trust the medical uh, hierarchy, don't we? We ought to automatically trust vaccines, don't we? That has been shattered. It's been shattered in journalism. Nobody trusts the mainstream journalists anybody anymore. Nobody trusts the mainstream medical community anymore. They're under serious scrutiny. And, of course, nobody 
trust government anymore. I mean, Congress has one of the lowest trust levels of, of any group out there. So um, what they had relied on to do a lot of their dirty work was trust that had been built up in our system for over 200 years, and they managed to destroy a lot of that. And that's not good for them because they can't reimpose it by fiat. You know, and the, the, the trust factor, uh, trust, uh, you know, they uh, they will earn our compliance. And if you have the trust now, they use trust as a Trojan horse to mm -hmm. usher in their totalitarian control. And everyone's got figured out because the Trojan horse door opened up. And what did we get? Totalitarianist. Right. Lockdowns. Lockdown. We got and, and we, we we the people people generally will gravitate towards freedom in every case, period. Yeah. So can they win? They can't. This 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 methodology that they use, the people have got it figured out. Statistically, you just proved it. One and a half percent. Is that a real yeah. statistic? And you know what's even funnier Ooh. about this is that when they met in Davos a couple of weeks ago, you know what their theme was? Restore trust. trust. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. So so I'm really optimistic now. I mean, I came into it and I said, oh, can we, you know, undo the damage? We sure can. We sure yeah. can. Because they cannot operate uh, with totalitarian control without our compliance. Period. Right. And you're old enough. I mean, I'm much older than you, but you're old enough to remember the Berlin Wall. And um, I, Lenin used to have a saying that if you give me the kids for eight years, I'll have them for life. Well, who was it that tore down the Berlin Wall? The kids. It was a bunch of youths. Yes. To quote my cousin Vinny. Yes. There were picks, you know, right, taking down the Berlin Wall. That's they right. They were sick of it. They'd had enough. They'd listened to American rock and roll. They wore American jeans. They said, yet, no more. Yes. And you remember uh, Communist Roman. Romania, Ceausescu, communist Romania, uh, the pillars of communism are very fragile if you don't have the compliance of people. And they didn't shoot at Ceausescu. They stood in the gap and they said, no more. If you want our way of life, you got to go past us. And they had a, they held a candlelight vigil. Well, what happened to Ceausescu? His entire regime turned to dust uh, because the people were unwilling to comply. When people won't comply, they have a, a big problem. And uh, so many of us, uh, because we were told to do so by the medical authorities, went along with lockdowns for a while, went along with masks for a while until everybody said, wait a minute, this is stupid. You know, this is standing six feet apart is going to protect me from, from some little virus I can't even see. And that's nuts. And so, as you say, the whole trust uh, foundation of the globalist uh, control sector has basically collapsed. And I think that's a great thing. Yes, it is a great thing. So I don't want to give away all the you know secret uh, uh, details. You have to purchase the book, of course, but overall I take it you, uh, you end with a, a positive message that here's the history of it. Here's where, where we are today, but it is going to decline or it's going to succeed. How do you end the book? It's, it's in the process of declining now. Now, obviously in history, things can change on a dime. Yeah. We saw at the battle of Midway, how uh, in about a two hour span, the American Navy flipped the entire Pacific war, but nevertheless, uh, the, they are in decline and the forces of freedom are, are on the march. And this is one thing that I think uh, our side really has problem with 
and that is we tend to be doomers and gloomers uh, because we have, you know, we have had some problems with election fraud and other things like that. And um, people say, oh, they'll just steal it again or they'll they'll just do this or they'll and they need to worry about what we're going to do. We need to be the ones on offense here. And, and uh, so I think our side can take heart and know that from school boards and how they're reacting to the woke agenda in schools, to uh, state legislatures and how they're uh, starting to control the uh, transsexual stuff in schools. Oh, my goodness. We're on the march. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten to the point of ridiculousness. And you know what? And we're pretty forgiving and respectful of somebody's individuals. You know, hey, you can live, you know, live your life the way you want. I should be able to speak out and say, oh, it may not be the best thing, but don't try to push your minority view on the masses. I believe that the masses are revolting, saying you guys are out of control. This wokeism, this corporate governance that is being tailored towards diversity, equity, and inclusion versus, you know, uh, uh, giving the uh, the individual, right, on a, in a meritocracy, right? A, yeah, and let's, let's look at how that worked out for corporations like Anheuser-Busch mm-hmm. when they tried to push it through Bud Light, and they're still suffering from that. That hurt them big time. Uh, Target has had to retreat. Uh, Disney is probably the last holdout here, but they've had, I don't know, six out of seven flops in their last uh, seven movies. So they can't hold out too long before they're starting to feel it financially. So consumers are also pushing back in a number of areas here and saying, nope, had enough. Had enough. Guess what? I just purchased both of them because I want to read the Patriots. Uh, The Patriots history of globalism, uh, of course. I I think the two go together you just pique my interest just you know as we're having this conversation um we have to know about how we were founded and why and how our our founders were i wish they could come and see what they produce because it's pretty beautiful because we you know what it's probably our um it's our it's our fallback it's our best opportunity to fix things is to go back to what they originally intended don't you agree yeah, I mean, they, and they were very clear in what they intended. You, you don't need a living constitution to understand what the constitution says. Second Amendment's very clear, for example. Um, so, yeah, I, I would recommend anyone start with Patriots History of the United States because it shows you why the four pillars really affect why foreign nations, for example, some nations have such trouble developing. It's some of its geography, some of its history, but some of it's the fact they haven't put in place the structures for success that are needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to prop up and and support the growth and development and advancement of the individual, right? Yes. Um, Exactly. Yep. I mean, I, Peter Zeehan, who's a great author, goes out of his way to talk about America's great geographical advantages from navigable rivers to uh, a large, fertile uh, farmland that is, is equal by no place else in the world uh, to uh, oceans that are nevertheless protected by island archipelagos and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's right, except if you don't have the right system in place, all of that's meaningless because people will find a way to squander it if they don't have the proper tools, governmental tools. Yes, sir. Larry Swarkart, uh, you exceeded my expectations in this conversation. You really did. And I've got some homework to do, and I want to encourage everybody else to tell everyone how they can find your book. I'm going to provide all the links 
uh, uh, down below, of course, uh, in this, uh, uh, we'll do this excerpt, but how can everyone get, uh, get in touch with you and find your work? Well, uh, the book just came out today, Patriots History Globalism. It's on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble. Uh, we will have a link up at the Wild World of History as to how you can get an autographed copy uh, from me. I have a full curriculum in U.S. and world history in which I teach every lesson in uh, full video as well as all the other stuff that goes along with the curriculum. I'll be at maybe half a dozen homeschool conventions uh, talking, including Cincinnati uh, in April, talking about uh, globalism so um you know what? and if you want more political commentary you can go to wild world of politics i want to meet you in person when you come to cincinnati uh, just uh email me and i'll get you into the convention yeah absolutely where's it where's it going to be it's going to be in april yeah and it's uh, duke energy center at the duke and what is the convention the great homeschool convention wow that's a great event i'd love to uh, meet you in person i look forward and to it it's sold out these rick these things when i started they might have um half the convention hall sold to vendors two-thirds it dropped badly of course during covid now they are selling out they, they they're turning people down because there are so many people wanting to sell at these conventions because homeschooling has just exploded it's it's expanded by there was times. a boomerang effect wasn't there keeping yeah. parents home with their children and figuring out how they could manage homeschooling and uh, during covid uh, that, that had a boomerang effect didn't it yeah, and, you know, parents found out, A, that what the schools were teaching was pretty scary. But, B, I think a lot of parents also found out, you know what? I like my kids. I like being around my kids. It's not as bad as I thought. And they might be better off if you spend more time with them and be, you know, have some control over, you know, uh, the, because, the, uh, you know, the in, not interpretation of the curriculum, but you can adapt family principles to the stuff that you're learning. Sure. And a teacher yep. can't do that for each individual student. Sir, and, and I'm sure you can appreciate what I just said because you have been uh, teaching for how many years? Uh, I started back in the late 70s. I've taught every level from seventh grade on up, including seventh grade reading to migrant farm worker kids back in the 70s. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's it's been quite a quite a trip. Yeah, and last note, I don't want to end on a negative note because of the positive impacts, because you're you're putting great information out. That's the positive side of it. But when you look at your entire career and this short period of time where you've seen the educational system just unravel does it disappoint you um as as to how quickly it's uh, uh deteriorated yeah um i saw i probably could have taught for five more years in my situation at ud and ud was a very good school they were very very good to me but i could see it coming in in all sorts of you know woke streams yes. that i probably would be in trouble if i stayed there much longer um so and i gave up publishing in academic journals probably around 2005 because i got tired of nobody reading what i read i don't care if i get a citation i want to have people read what i've read and patriots history of the united states is in its 41st printing and its fifth edition with half a million copies in print so outstanding that, uh, I'm honored to have you on. It's been a great conversation. I hope you think uh, I've done uh, okay with uh, yeah. uh, with our conversation. I want people to get a lot out of it and feel a sense of hope that we, the people, are in charge. Right, sir? 
Yes, and email me at LarryWildWorldHistory.com. We'll get together. Repeat that again. Convention. Say it slower. Larry at? At WildWorldOfHistory.com. All right, fantastic. We'll put that link down below, sir. It's been an honor to have you on. Thank you. telling everybody here as I wind out that's a great conversation I know you guys loved that interview I certainly did uh, I ordered both of his paperbacks and his essential documents uh, great educator a great patriot obviously um, I'll be meeting Larry Schweikart um, in person uh, to get to know him better and also attending the homeschoolers convention it's explosion an explosion um you know sentiment is changing one percent one and a half percent of uh everybody is actually getting boosted uh again they, they're understanding what's going on the word's getting out that's great um now uh, i've been on a mission here well it started two years ago when i approached uh, when I approached General Flynn, we were talking about local impact, or lo local action, national impact. Close to Clay Clark, of course. Uh, close to Clay Clark and his efforts to, you know, in the reawaken tour. Um, we've got that stuff coming up. I'm going to be working with Clay Clark on some other things that I'm going to be discussing uh, in the past several weeks. I've been on a mission. Uh, it's a disruptive mission. Literally just take down. Um, anyways, I'm not going to I'm not going to tip everyone off. I got to get some things in place uh, first. I want to you if you're OK, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to record this and I'm going to put this message out, post it up on our Rumble channel. It's a special announcement in the next, I would say by tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, February 21st by Thursday night at midnight. Um, I will be doing a special stream broadcast introducing what we're going to do. It's only going to happen within the confines of our locals channel, my locals channel. Some big things are coming. I want you to get to locals and then stand by for word. You just be a, a, a free member. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to enter. I'm going to have a uh, a promo code uh, entered. Uh, the promo code will be impact. I M P A C T impact to get you uh, just free uh, access to our locals impact all right is the promo code karen can you set that up can you do that are you able to do that yes okay so karen's going to we're going to set up a promo code just use uh go to petesantilli.locals.com forward slash support enter promo code uh impact which will by the conclusion of the show um that'll be activated ready to go uh, within the next 24 hours, you'll get notification. Join us on Locals. You'll do a Q&A. It'll be like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? What's so big? What's so huge? It's big. It's huge. Um, it involves 
name a person. Brandon House, Ann Vandersteel, Mel Kay, um, uh, General Flynn, Dr. Artis, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Josh. I mean, just I, I can't even tell you what we've been doing behind the scenes until that announcement comes. All right. So get to our locals channel, PeteSantilli.locals.com forward slash support. Uh, enter uh, promo code. And I'm actually wanting to, to do this right now before I get off the air. I don't want you to just get to our local channel. Make sure you get a uh, uh, get a free account. All right. Uh, you're going to enter promo code impact impact. And I'm typing it right now. So that way you guys can get in for free. All right. One month free starts. I'm saying today. Today is February 21st. And we'll let it go until uh, the 29th. Okay. Um, one month free. There you go. Um one month free, use promo code IMPACT. Get in there. I'll be making the announcement. If there's five people that are there for the announcement, that's great. If there's five million, that's great. However many there are, uh, we're going to do this. Uh, it has everything to do with the, the counter to the coup. This is a super counter coup uh, to the establishment. It's the biggest thing I've ever been involved in, biggest project ever. And it involves everyone, okay? Everyone can play here. And it's big. And you're part of it. And you pushed me to the point to where I'm at today. And I want to thank each and every one of you. So um, click the link down below. Use promo code IMPACT. I'll actually provide that link and just be able to click it. Just go there. Get a free month. Be there for the announcement. And we're off and running. Okay. Um, I've got lots of work uh, that I'm going to be doing. And we'll be back for the LFA show. Wait till you see. The care package that I got from Jeremy Harrell at LFA TV. It's, it's great. I'll be uh, sharing that with everybody at 4 o'clock. Join us in our locals chat room. Um, tonight we're going to get the 24-7 stream is going to be critical. 24-7 stream is going to be critical. Join us backstage on our locals channel. Uh, when I open up our local stream, it's going to be open up to all members. So get a membership. You can join us for the backstage uh, chat. That'll be going 24-7 or, uh, you know, all throughout the day, 16 hours uh, per day. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to want to be part of this very, very exciting uh, thing that's about to be launched here in the next 24 hours. PeteSantilli.Locals.com. Go there. Use promo code IMPACT. Get a free subscription. We're going to light up our Locals channel this afternoon, and we're off and running. We're not going to stop until our new world order is installed. And then we're going to be transitioning to, you know, post-President Trump. It's that big. What, what's going to happen when President Trump leaves? So we're going to be on terra firma. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to hit that uh, rumble button. Share this like crazy. Uh, share uh, this little recording that I'm putting out. I'm going to send it out on text messaging as well. Get everybody tuned in so that they can uh, they can be part of this exciting, exciting. Um, 
Let's call it a super counter coup. Uh, super counter coup. So thank you, everybody. We will uh, we will be back at four o'clock at four o'clock uh, this afternoon for LFA. That's live from America TV. And you can join us backstage on our locals channel in the chat room. You're probably going to be wondering what it is. You're going to be asking everybody. So join us. Everyone's going to be curious, but I'm not going to make the announcement until it's absolutely right because we don't want to tip off the enemy uh, too soon. But trust me, this is a disruptor. This will sting them like never before. Okay. Patriot TV is the one, one of those things that happened. Now this next phase is going to be big. You know, the Save America Marathon. You know, jumble all of that in together. Uh, and it's, you know, five times bigger than that even. All right? So thank you, everybody. We will see you uh, this afternoon. Uh, be sure to share this broadcast to make sure that we get everybody over to locals as many as possible that are interested in in uh, sharing in the exciting news. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone.